Welcome to episode 374 of the Doctor Day, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and here's from Life Ranger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 3 of The Androids of Tara. Yes, you see the bit of the ceremony again, and the Doctor grabs the staff and brains the android version of the princess. And so everybody says, oh, stop him, he's killed the princess, seize him, and they start to draw weapons, and then Zadok says, no, that's not the princess, and the doctor holds up on the scepter the wig part of the android, and they say, oh, it's an android, and they reach in and show the power pack or whatever, circuitry in the brain, in the head. And, and Zadok says, how did you know? He says, I must have been faulty wiring. I thought I heard it spark. And someone's and the Archimandrite, I think, says, why would someone send an android to swear loyalty to the king? And the doctor says, to get close enough to kill him. Well, who would want to do that? And Archimandrite, they look around and many eyes settle on Count Grendel. He tries to defend himself and says, My dear Archimander, what are you suggesting? Um, and then um, someone else interrupts, and um, Grendel then tries to talk his way into leaving his guards to guard the king. And Zardak says, I cannot allow that as sword master and to the prince, to the king. Um, he still continues like, well, what about the the danger? And Doctor says, what danger would he be under with his own guard count? So Grendel says, confronts the Doctor and says, who are you? <laughs> he says, I'm the King's Doctor. And uh, the Archimander is concerned about the Prince and he says, oh, Nothing that a good night's rest won't, won't cure. He'll be fine tomorrow. So back at the castle, Lame is in her lab, still working on the stone, when her guards throw, shove Ramana into the room, and she asks her about the stone. Lame says she's blunted two diamond drills on it. And what is it? She says, oh, just a, a stone I picked up. Can I have it back? And, um, Lamia first is going to hand it to her, and she says, no, I'm curious. So she won't give her her stone back yet. She says, it looks to be part of something. Before they can talk any more about that, Grendel comes in fuming, angry about this. The, the android was must have been faulty. They, the doctor saw right through it. And Ramana says, what doctor? He says, oh, I don't know, some doctor's tending to the king and um, then Grendel's suspicion is up and says do you know this doctor and she fails to bluff that she does not says, no you know and uh, he tells Lamia to he has an idea to make another android copy an exact copy um, programmed to kill so K-9 reports to the doctor that Ramana is at the castle and uh, he is sure that he 
sensed her uh, bio pattern, I think is what it says. And the doctor asked K9 about connecting this circuit to that circuit to try to recharge the Prince Android Prince's power packs and speech circuits and they talk about this. Romana is still uh, confined to the table again and uh, Lamia is studying her brain patterns and points out to Grendel that she, I've never mm -hmm. seen elf waves like this. She's not Taran. The uh, android prince or android king rather um, is being quizzed by Zardeth um, on certain areas of state that the Archimandrite will question him about during the session the next day and um, in answer to his question the uh, Zardeth looks to the doctor and, and points out that um, he tries trying hard not to say it but the doctor says well you mean he's more intelligent than the real one <laughs> he goes yeah it's like we don't want them to be too intelligent because um, you can't trust androids and the doctor again makes a comment some androids say that about people this point, um, Grendel's man, Till, the hunchback, um, character, comes in and says that he, he will speak only to the doctor. He has a message. So he, he takes him aside. Doctor listens to him and he says the message is from Lamia, the councilwoman. Says that she fears for the count's safety now that the android has been crowned king and Grendel is politically powerless. So they go off and, and talk. She has a, an, an offer for him. So the doctor comes back, tells the Zadek and Farah about it. So the plan is to offer Grendel safe passage um, out, of, out of their area, out of Tara, um, in exchange for Romana. And they also, it's a trap. You can't possibly goes well of course it's a trap and yes he'll go alone it's like they always say that when they go off into a trap I'll go alone but they they are to meet at midnight in the pavilion of summer winds um, Zadok says he knows the place it is on the grounds in the woods on on Grendel's lands in the woods near the castle but could they have more prepositional <laughs> phrases in there um, so they agree that doctors are going to do this. Lamia and Grendel uh, show off the new android, which is dressed as Romana, to Romana. And she even has a recording of the doctor's voice to activate its kill function that Till recorded when he had gave the doctor the message. The doctor says, well, he'll know it's a trap, and he won't come. And what if he doesn't speak? And they have an answer for all those things, apparently. Um, so they're sending the android into this pavilion for the meeting of the doctor. So the Count takes Romana, the android, the Romana android off, 
after saying something about how, how beautiful and, and deadly she was if she were real, he'd marry her. Which I'm sure makes Lamia very happy. So Lamia ta uh, calls for the guard to take Ramana back. Um, as Lamia is at the doorway, Ramana quickly steals a pick off of Lamia's table. So Lamia takes her to the dungeon and is locking her up in the, the neck collar again. And Ramana tries to tell her that, you know, why don't you just let me go? Because if Grendel becomes king, he won't make you queen. She goes, I know. She says, but she won't, he won't have you either. She says, well, he's just using you. She's like, but that's better than nothing. So Lamia leaves to go off with the count and set up for the meeting. Romana takes the pick and says, now how does the doctor do this? So she tries to free herself. Doctor and canine are outside of the pavilion and they're scoping it out, looking around, go inside. Romana is trying to pick the lock of the collar holding the prince and he's, oh, he's too weak to escape. But she says, well, Grendel has most of his guards with him. It's their perfect opportunity. And he says, no, I, I'm t I'll just slow you down. Just tell Zardak where I am. He'll know what to do. So they uh, hatch a plan, and she frees him from his collar, and he uses it and the chain wrapped around his wrist. And he fakes uh, pains, and Ramana calls for the guards. And the guard comes in and bends over the prince to see what's wrong with him. The prince... And one last show of strength bats him in the head and knocks the guard out while Ramana runs out the door. The prince falls back exhausted. Grendel and Lamia and the Ramana android are at the pavilion with Costas and all of the Grendel's guards. Um, Grendel is very happy with Lamia and, and kisses her cheek. They take the, she takes the android uh, and goes uh, towards the pavilion. Ramana sneaks out into the courtyard and finds Grendel's horse charger. And she gets on it and um, tells it to start. Go, charger, start. And as she's jostling around in her seat, her heels kick the horse in its sides and starts going and she runs she uh, takes off out of the out of the gates so Lamy is inside the pavilion walking around pleased with herself it looks like and um, scoping the place out and as she turns around to walk back outside the um, doors closed in front of her and the doctor is behind it. She says, you're early. It's like, so are you. I have nothing better to do. What about you? Where's Ramana? And she continues to ask him, where's the, you know, agreement? And he says, where's Ramana? Like three times. Um, he says that uh, the the offer was a good one. And she finally says, Ramana's outside and she'll bring her in. 
brings her in. The doctor tosses the the remit to Lamia and says, Aren't you gonna greet your friend? She Lamia says to the doctor. Um Canine alerts the doctor immediately and is warning of danger. Um, as he does this, the voice activation comes on. And the doctor bends down to talk to K9 as the killing beam hits across the, the pavilion aimed at the doctor. The doctor gets away, runs to the other side of the pavilion, K9 stays put and gets in position behind the android and then turns his ray gun on and kills the android. There's outside, they hear screams and know something has gone wrong. So Grendel says to attack the pavilion. So they're all firing on the pavilion and in the melee, Lamia runs out the door, the guards shoot at the pavilion, they shoot at and uh, kill Lamia. Grindel tells his men to keep position around the pavilion and he calls out to the doctor, promising the doctor's safety, saying, on his word of honor as a graft, he, you know, he will be fine, you know, just come out and talk with him. The uh, canine warns it's not a good idea. The doctor exits, pulls his head, head out the door anyway, and is quickly shot at. So he shouts back out, liar, and goes back in the pavilion. So he has K9 use his laser ray to cut a hole in the wall for them to escape, which takes an awfully long time. And then the doctor and K9 uh, escape out of the hole and run across the the grounds into the into the trees. Um, in the trees, Romana comes riding in on the white horse, and the doctor yells out as he's running, "All men for all, everyone for themselves, canine." The Grendel or one of the guards say, "Oh, stop and don't shoot at the. Um, it's the princess." And so they don't shoot, and then Grendel realizes, oh no, that's Romana on the horse, you fools. The doctor, the next scene, the doctor is um, gotten up on the horse behind her, and they ride off, and he says, I hope you know how to stop this thing. So the doctor and Romana enter the um, prince's headquarters, and uh, they're all very stunned at her resemblance to the princess. Um, but she meets um, Farah and Zadok and the android king and um, she tells them of the prince and how he is not well um, and he's uh, very ill and he's in the dungeons. Sergeant Farah sees out the window a horseman arriving under a white flag and it's Count because he's under under truce under the the articles of war and he wants to talk to the doctor um, they, he inquires out after the prince and all and the king and the doctor makes his appearance he'd gone off 
out of the out of view out of the count command so they go off to this ante room and talk and Grendel says oh you're a kingmaker extraordinaire but in light of this android and that android why don't we unmake our kings and you know we think who should be in control and the doc says you he says oh no not me but how about you for the throne so in private uh, Grindel is trying to get the doctor to agree to take the throne of Tara so the doctor says oh just a minute and he walks into the other room and promptly tells Zardek that Grendel's just offered him the throne. So Zardek says, that's treason. Grendel says, only while the king is alive and throws his spear and white flag into the chest of the android. And then hops over a banister into the upper rooms and then they all clamber out to, uh, to shoot at him as he goes away and the doctor throws down one of their weapons is no he's got Romana and he's taken off on his horse with Romana and the end you're still keeping up the nice pace yes for a third episode there really is a lot of uh, stuff still going on mm-hmm. still the um, political ins and outs and the castle intrigue is what I called it last time, but you know, now we know that there's some suspicion placed on Grendel with the android at the coronation, and then you know, of course, he knows the the king is an android because he has a real one, right? And um, they all know that essentially <laughs> because the king, the prince, was kidnapped, and who else? But Grendel would have kidnapped them, so they'd know where everybody is now. Um, and then the doctor knows where Kate, where um, where Romana is now too, because K nine has told him where she is. So I think everyone's been identified and um, placed, accounted for, accounted for, yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, Romana gets to meet the, the other side, the, the princess side, Zardek and Farah. And so now they see the, they have the doppelganger experience. Mm-hmm. She's not the princess. So I think all that's taken care of, I think, now too. Almost, actually. Now that I say that. We have almost everybody's had a doppelganger experience, so. Yeah, I was trying to think who you'd mean that hasn't. I don't want to spoil anything. No, no, that's fine. But, but yeah, there's a lot that, that takes place. Um, I was actually expecting this one that it might be a little bit slower because of being the third part of the four. But yeah, it, it actually carries on quite well. Um, <laughs> I do like when the, the doctor's there early for the meeting. And she's surprised. She goes, you're early. She goes, I had nothing better to do. <laughs> so I thought I'd come come early. What's your reason? Do I need one? I forgot to mention that before. That's when he's, and how he keeps asking what your reason Right, right, right. 
could say something else. Where's your mom? And he, did, he starts to answer her question and throws in a, another, where's your mama? <laughs> he tries to slip it in subtly too, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like if he it catches that. her off guard, she'll yeah. answer, even though he knows she won't. I think it's like three times. Maybe it's four. Yeah, it's some something like that. Yeah. They did. I did see that they mentioned it was an ad lib on his part mm-hmm. to keep throwing those in. But it was really quite a good exchange between them. I think, and uh, he even picks up on from her and and uh, says, you know, well, Grendel can go into exile, but there's nothing saying that you can't go with him. We do get a couple unfortunate bits of production work, though. Yes. Is this the first time that we have Canine's laser not following the the cut line very well? Yes, I think so. And it's really bad. There are times you can watch the person who drew the line into the film correct it. (laughs) Because all of a sudden it'll move really quickly to catch up to where the fire actually is. Yeah, oh, it's, um, I didn't know how they did the, the the actual fire that was you know cutting the like the fire line that comes around is that they what, built in kind of a charge or something. Probably yeah. I think that I didn't the, see, but I'm sure that's probably what they did. In that line, and then they set it off, and that little charge just you know kind of burns its way up mm-hmm. the combustible material in the in this arch that they've drawn with it but yeah you see the fire moving farther up the wall than his laser is <laughs> well it was kind of like that with the was it the planet of the Daleks when they're trying to cut into the the room that the doctor had sealed the door of and their little cutter thing which one we talked about how, how are they going to reach up when it got to a certain right, point right. anyway. Yep. But their little cutter thermal lance that they had yep. was having that issue too, that their their position was not matching the spark that yeah. seemed like it should have. And it was much worse with K9. Um, well, and it was made much worse just because, like I said, they would do a little catch-up. <laughs> and it really pointed out how far off they were <laughs> yes or at least it did to me that was laughable yes very much and unfortunately that isn't the only time we see it oh no this is the first of many yeah I mean in this story oh there's another one <laughs> And the other? Same scene, unfortunately. The doctor punches through what's supposed to be a, oh. you know, brick wall, concrete a wall, whatever I mean, wall. A wall. <laughs> but when he punches through it, it's obviously corrugated cardboard. You can see the corrugation, I think. At least On that's the edges? From the cut edge, <laughs> the inside of the cut edge. I didn't notice that, but, you know, he just punches it and it gets out of the way so he can clamber through and then canine follow. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
Um, yeah, I kind of blocked out how flimsy that looked when, <laughs> when I saw them last, I think. <laughs> the other one I wrote down was the unfortunate dummy they have. Oh, for yeah. When the... The android prince gets well. They couldn't very the well chest. keep a guy in that spot. No. I get that, but the dummy is very uh, obviously not the guy. Yeah, it's tough to say it's even a likeness of him. Right. I mean, they had the little uh, mask that they were showing that fit on the android's face to make him look like the prince when they first see the android prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure they've used that or not, but if they have used that, the rest of the stuff they put on the head just makes it look terrible. Wig and, and other stuff. Mm, the mm-hmm. face is just bigger, more rounded, so you don't, you get that there's a mustache and dark eyes and dark hair. Yeah. But. And I don't know if it would have been. If they could have just cropped the scene better to not show a face, would that have been worse? Yeah, I don't know. They could have focused in on the, the chest area instead with as the um, his lance uh, is stabbed in and have some sparks or something. Yeah, something. Some bad circuitry, no, short-circuiting noise, you know. To make up for you, the fact that you don't see the face of the king sitting there. Yeah. You know, you knew it was the king sitting there. You don't need to see a horrible looking face that doesn't really look like him. It would be more interesting to see <laughs> him being stabbed. <laughs> and then there's the lance thrown at him, you know. As production uh, goes, it's really not extremely bad um, overall so far. Yeah. You know, they had some interesting set work and, and nicely appointed sets, I think, um, fitting to uh, the type of area where you're supposed to be. You know, even this pavilion is, is got a nice, has some colorful decoration on the outside and the inside and like a little cottage inside, kind of, um, a big open space or kind of, a, well, actually it's an open space. It's not like a, not what we would think of as a pavilion, but more like a garden pavilion, mm. <laughs> you know. A little summer room or something. So calling it a pavilion is a little misleading. It's not like it's a concert hall pavilion. I right. Don't think. Uh, but I think the design of that is even nice. So considering all the things that they have done really well, the costuming looks really good too. Um, you know, the the dummy and the the whole cutting scene and construction of the pavilion, the back wall anyway, were small things compared to everything else, but still mentionable. 
yourself. Anything else? I don't think so. I think that's that was my big thing was the thin wall that they cut through badly. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's fun when the when the count asks, "And who are you, sir?" I'm the king's doctor. <laughs> he said that with such a smile on his face. It's just like extra special to him because mm-hmm. he would normally just say, I'm the doctor. But he gets to say, I'm the king's doctor. <laughs> and he knows it. It's just really cool. And Brahman Mana just cannot fake very much of anything. Do you know this doctor? Oh, no. I guess there's, you know, there's no, no poker on Gallifrey. I would guess not. Yeah. Not that I would be good at that either, but still, um, it's just kind of a little thing that shows how her naive, how naive she is to space travel and, and different cultures and stuff, being outside the academy. Yeah. And that, and not knowing what a horse does. What did you think about that? It was fine. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't necessary, but like I felt like they needed to throw it in. They didn't spend too much time on it. A little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they could have just cut that down, had to get up on a horse and take off and dispensed with the trying to get it to start. But Anything else? Mm, trying to think. I don't think there was much that was really too much filler. There's a little bit with the, when Zardek is asking the prince the political questions to prepare him for his meeting with the Archmandrite. We really didn't need to see that part. I could have been not been there and been fine. Um, although they did show that the doctor was able to repair the circuitry and such at that point. Even though now it's been disabled. We needed Till to come and talk with the doctor to set up the trap. So, not a whole lot. A couple things here and there, but there really weren't extended scenes to make you think, why am I watching this? So, it's good. Cliffhanger? Yeah. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's not really much of a cliffhanger. No, so Gendel has Ramana again. Uh, and the prince king is disabled. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought that's where it was going to end, and then I realized, remembered that he takes Ramana at the end. I had 
been able to make some notes before <laughs> without actually watching it because I knew what was coming up at this point. But I had forgotten that he grabbed Romana until I thought that maybe the end when he says, you know, it's only treason while the king is alive and throw the lance and, you know, have them end right there, which could have been fine to end there. But it wouldn't have fit well to pick up after that. With him riding off. With him riding off, escaping. Right. So he really kind of had to, they really needed to end it where they did. I just don't think it's really too great of a, of a stopping place. Yeah. But I don't know that uh, the better stopping place of when the, the prince gets it um, would have worked. Oh, I did have one other thing. Um, I don't think we mentioned before that um, Zardak, Zardak, uh, where we've seen him before in Doctor Who with Professor Ketterling from Mind of Evil. I knew we had seen him previous um, when we saw Mind of Evil. I didn't remember that. Um, I didn't remember the character name, but um, I knew it was a previous one, and um, so I caught that in the notes as they went by. Mm. The little guy, uh, Mustard Till, what was his name? When he, that guy that comes in. Uh huh. There was a scene in the original Star Wars that was cut out, and he was Jabba the Hutt originally. Uh, oh wow! As a human, though. Huh. Jabba was human originally. Mm-hmm. It's the scene that got added back in the special edition when they're in the docking bay. With Han, yeah. Han, where Jabba meets up with Han in mm-hmm. the docking bay. That would have been quite different, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You think it would have been better to have him be human? No, not necessarily. And in fact, the scene that they cut out, most of the information that is in there almost line for line in some cases was given to Greedo uh-huh. in an earlier scene so it, right. it's really redundant when you have both scenes but anyway he was the original Jamba and unfortunately cut out of the movie ah. interesting fact Well, that's all I have. All right. Join us tomorrow when we get together again to talk about part four of The Androids of Tara. So join us then, and thank you for listening.